Today, I am joined by the owners of Slowburn Books, Nicola and Shannon. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you guys on and chat about everything books and being an entrepreneur and everything. I'm so excited to get into it. But for anyone who isn't familiar with who you are, could you both please introduce yourselves? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Nicola. I'm one of the co-owners of Slowburn Books. And um, I had this wild idea of opening a romance bookstore. And of course, the first person I wanted to contact about it was my sister. And she um, was, a, she's a go-getter. So she she made my dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Shannon. And I, yes, I'm also a co-owner of Slow Burn Books. And you can probably tell from our accents that we're Canadian, or maybe you think we're American, but we're actually Canadian. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and our, our store is located in Calgary, Alberta, and we've been open almost a month, which doesn't, it feels like a lot longer. It does. <laughs> Every week feels like a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. And I love hearing stories of people who've kind of had wild ideas and dreams and said, hey, you know what? Like, you've got one life to live. Let's go for it. Let's try it. Um, were you guys both avid readers growing up? Yes. Shannon, Short yes. answer, yes. Yeah. So Shannon was actually the avid reader. I didn't get so much into reading until probably COVID. And then <laughs> it was actually after I had watched so much Netflix. Very recent. I know. Yeah, very recent. I mean, like I would read, <laughs> that's a lie. I would read like a book or two. But slowly. A year, very slowly. Yeah. Um, And I just, but like, I think like a light switch flipped in me and I just started, well, it was when I picked up romance as like the right. book that I reading before mm -hmm. before that it was like th thrillers and crime and all the great stuff and I still love that genre um but something about romance just really drew me in so mm -hmm. yeah and now Shannon is still an avid reader um and she's reading more and more romance yes. because I just tell her the books that she needs to read but it's funny because we we thought we'd have a lot of time to read only a bookstore and we definitely don't <laughs> Yeah. We have less time than we ever thought. Yes, yeah. <laughs> because other things take precedent a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nicola, what was the book that like that you read maybe during the pandemic that got you into reading properly? There is. I have a very clear, distinct memory of the book. It was um it was Beach Read by Emily Henry. And it's just such a cute story. Something about it, I just gobbled it up in one day I stayed awake I started it and then I like finished it at like three in the morning I couldn't put it down and then I followed that up by the A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J Mass and that I mean very two different stories because that one was a fantasy and the other one was a contemporary romance but just knowing that there was such a wide range of romance books out there yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be my new obsession <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm very similar to Shannon. Uh, Shannon, I was an avid reader when I was younger and I kind of got stuck in like YA and I didn't know that new adult was really a thing. Like classic romance. Yeah. But like fantasy romance, I was like, mm, maybe. And then Sarah J. Mass got me into it. Read oh, all you those read books. It too. oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like you find you find Akatar and then you're like, oh, this is a whole thing. And then, oh, Throne of Glass, there is a whole thing. And oh, Crescent yeah. City, that. And then, it, yeah, it just gets it's you going. True. It's a gateway drug, that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. And yeah. Shannon, what was your favorite genre of books that you really like to read? Uh, before romance, I'd say still fantasy fiction, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, always gravitated towards those. And I definitely liked YA, too. Like, a, a, a ton of those. Um, it's hard to pinpoint a specific... You read book. everything, I read though. everything. Yeah, read everything. yeah, I do. Yeah. Don't so much love, like, nonfiction, because I like to escape into the worlds of... Yeah. 
of other people's creativity, but um, yeah. But then with romance, like I, I also read Beach Read and, and Book Lovers by Emily Henry. And so that, that was a good intro to romance for me as well. And then Akatar and then um, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What do you guys think about, you know, we've the last few years we've had like the rise of book talk, which is basically just an amazing platform where readers can kind of talk about books they love. And, you know, we all get so many recommendations, RIP to all of our bank balances because of it. Um, But I feel like prior to book talk, there was always this kind of stigma around like, oh, women only read romance or oh, that's a woman's genre. So what do you guys feel about that? Well, I've said a few times, or we've said a few times, really like book talk in particular has led to like a romance renaissance almost, mm. um, because it's not the typical romance that people associate with. It's not all, you know, Harlequin, Harlequin Rip yeah. Goddess, and there's still that out there, but it's, you know, we have had people come into the store and look around and be like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like, I don't recognize any of these titles mm-hmm. um, and or authors. or authors, but I mean, it's so exciting to see them be like, okay, there's like a whole new world to romance yeah. now. And I think for us, it's like, well, why can't we talk about the things that we love? I mean, it's such mm-hmm. a fun, I mean, I don't know. It's something about it. Like I never thought I would be so obsessed with something and have so many other people obsessed with what I enjoy yeah, talking about. Yeah. yeah. We have a bookmark in the store oh, that yeah. says, I don't watch porn. I read it like a lady. <laughs> yeah. Is- oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that. My husband yeah. is always like, are you reading one of those books again? <laughs> Oh, we also had a woman come in and she was carrying her baby and she's like, this child is a direct result of a novel from this store. Yeah. Like one of these novels. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Just, you know, let people read what they want to read. Like I'm the biggest culprit of, I don't really care how sophisticated the writing is. If it's, if I'm enjoying the story, I'm like, I'm in it. If I'm oh, enjoying this story, I don't care if this author is like super literary or whatever. Like, just yeah. just tell me a story. Exactly. So you guys, you know, congratulations. You've opened your yeah. bookstore, obviously. But let's go back to that initial idea. So Nicola, you came to Shannon with the idea. What was your first reaction? My first reaction was, let's do it. I know exactly where we should do it. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah, I don't know why I was just so gung-ho. She was so gung-ho. Like, honestly, if this was still an idea floating around my head, there'd be no bookstore at the moment. Because I have, I love creating ideas, but I do not execute on them. <laughs> which is, them. which is why I think I, I reached out to her because I was just like, oh, if I want to make this real, then Shannon is the person to make <laughs> it become real. And even though like, yes, you, you like the genre, but you're not mm-hmm. like, not obsessed you're not obsessed like I am but you have I think you need these two balances because we need someone to like rein me back in when I'm being crazy (laughs) and be like oh my god we need to do this this and this she's like let's just focus on the immediate we have no money (laughs) no yeah yeah, I think it was I think um I've always wanted to do something entrepreneurial too and and I've had ideas in the past as well that I never really progressed too far because I think I was worried about taking on the risk solely Mm. and so having this shared risk is a little bit mm-hmm. easier for me to, to digest a little bit. And so that, mm. that was a big helpful um, thing that that kind of alleviated some of my stress for sure. And then, and then the fact that I knew where I wanted it to be, and there was luckily one space left um, in the building to lease. And we went to see it like pretty much the next day and we loved it. And we kind of signed the lease like that week and then got incorporated and 
things just move quickly. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's but, so fast. So, yeah, yeah, really fast. But I think too, like we realized that there was. It's a very, it's very niche. There's nothing else like it um, in a physical form. In a physical form in Canada, at least that we know of. We know that there's definitely like online exclusive romance. Um, uh retailers yeah but they are only online there's no brick and mortar there's definitely romance bookstores you know in the states and oddly enough there's a lot in australia (laughs) and um and so that was kind of where we got our inspiration from we're like okay it's it's definitely a viable model in those locations now how can we recreate that here Mm -hmm. yeah definitely here in europe i haven't heard of any like specialist bookstores i feel like even a standard you know independent bookstore like they're becoming fewer and and fewer it's it's much less common but Shannon you said that you had um an idea of where you wanted the store to be had you already like had that in the back of your mind of oh I'd love to open a store one day or had you walked past (laughs) it like like how did you feel like that's where it was I definitely had walked past it so I'd been to the there was a speakeasy in that building it's like a, a a beautiful like it 10 or more businesses in that area mm-hmm. yeah and um and and I just knew that it was a really good foot traffic uh location mm. and so I was hopeful that there'd be a space available and no I hadn't had it in the back of my mind it just popped into my head when she said that and so yeah it was kind of just really lucky yeah to be honest yeah I was yeah. really lucky can I just Everything. say this is like a romance novel waiting to happen two sisters <laughs> I know open a romance bookstore oh opposite a speakeasy there's right. something here yeah. and we're and we're above a wine bar and below a matchmaker and a divorce lawyer <laughs> yeah it's like it's a rom-com heaven <laughs> all your needs right all, all your needs there yeah, exactly. oh my goodness like that should be part of your marketing like come to this location ladies yeah, because so we right. have it all we do we do have we have it all like everything I've apologized to the the matchmaker in advance I'm like I'm gonna send you some clients they're gonna have very unrealistic expectations everyone is gonna be like I would like a billionaire <laughs> hockey person. player hockey play- a billionaire hockey players bat wings I want a high yeah, bat wings, with bat wings. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much six foot seven minimum <laughs> Yeah. So did you guys have, um, because obviously you haven't been bookstore owners for very long, so you both had previous careers. Was there anything that you guys felt that really helped you for getting into this process? For sure. I think, and that's the nice thing about both of us and our skill sets is that they complement each other so well. I honestly don't think we even had a discussion about division of labor because we just knew what each of our skills and strengths were. Yeah. Um, so, but, so my background is in marketing. So that was really great in terms of getting the word out um, and all that, which was very fortunate and how successful that was right off the bat. Uh, and then Shannon. Yeah, I was yeah. in um, uh, the energy industry so in a business development role. And I think, I do think that being in a business development role has, has played a part for sure in some of the skill sets that I've developed and learned, but I think I've always kind of had a passion too, for like Excel, which is (laughs) so nerdy. (laughs) I think Shannon's more passionate about Excel than she is about romance books, to be honest. (laughs) Oh God, but no. Um, And also I've done, I did my MBA a couple of years ago too. So that definitely helped with um, you know, bringing out some of the entrepreneurial side because I did some courses on that too. And that was, that was fun. And like going through school, I always really liked doing business plans and things like that. And just, mm. um, yeah, yeah, just yeah. have that practice, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Not to say we had a lot of time to work on a business plan for this. It was kind of 
Yeah. We did everything backwards. <laughs> we signed the lease and then figured out. Which is how not to what you're taught to do, but we figured it out. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're passionate enough about something and you know, hey, we are going to stick this through to the end, like it is worth pursuing. So, how did you guys go about, you know, you have this empty space. You're like, we have this vision for the bookstore that we want. How did you go ahead making it a reality? Nicola had Canva. (laughs) 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 No, there was a lot of Pinterest boards. Yeah. Um, and asking friends, asking friends, because I honestly, I'm, I'm so bad when it comes to interior design. <laughs> and I like, I mean, my house is, I, we've lived, lived in my house for like three years and it's still barren. The walls are barren, but like, I don't know what it was. I just poured all my energy into making whatever this vision was for the store. So, um, yeah, we, we selected the colors, we, the shelves, uh, the shelves, we, we did our own shelving. We, the only thing we didn't do was painting because, I just, I knew mm. I didn't want to it do that. It would have taken so long. Yeah. We had a very limited time. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and but we did our own everything else. Yeah. With the help of our partners. So that was nice. Yes. Partners and friends yes. uh, and family. Yeah. They all pitched in. So this is a true, like a village, <laughs> like a, a village coming together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely helpful. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite part of the store now that it's done? Ooh. Okay. I know yours. Go. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what is it? Well, okay. Let me tell me if I'm right. Okay. Um, that when there's like a lot of people in the store, it feels like a community because everyone talks to each other and they like give each other suggestions yes. and they, yeah, um, they, yeah, they just kind of help each other. Yeah. No, it's, it's honestly, cause we are, it is a very small space. It's only 200 square feet, 200 square feet. Uh, I'm not sure what that is in meters. Or <laughs> Wait, do you use feet or meters? No, I'm from the UK. So I use feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know um <laughs> but we have this podcast has like a worldwide audience so I'm yeah, sure okay, I'm perfect. sure people will will understand yeah. I mean technically <laughs> they can do the math yeah 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 um so it's, it's quite small um and quaint we, let's use the word quaint yeah it's quaint it's quite quaint <laughs> we're being romantic it's a quaint, yeah. Yeah. quaint romance bookstore yes exactly <laughs> and so like people will come in and I'll be talking people will ask for book recommendations I'll be giving a book recommendation and then other people will chime in around the store being like oh yes you have to read that oh no it's the best book you, you'll ever mm-hmm. read if you like that book then you should definitely try that book <laughs> and I've even had people like join each other's book clubs and like it's just it's so it's everything I've wanted at coming to life in front of me I'm like this is incredible <laughs> yeah I love that I think that's something that I would say in the real world, you don't get much these days. You know, you don't get that sense of community of people really talking to one another and really having like meaningful conversations of, hey, like, and especially not in, sometimes I'm sure if someone has a lot of confidence, they might come up to you in like a big bookstore and talk about it. Again, there's different genres. So not everyone is there for the same reasons. Whereas for you guys, everyone's kind of there on a a common. Yeah. And like, you're right. Like book talk is a huge community, but but having it in person almost is like well, just so different. Mm, and, yeah. you know. and that's why it was a, honestly, it was a big leap of faith to do this too, because in my life, I had no people in my real life who liked the books that I liked in mm. the way that I wanted to talk about them. Mm-hmm. I had my own book talk account. I had my online friends, oddly all from Ohio or somewhere <laughs> in the States. And I'm like, why is no one close to me? And so, um, so it was a huge leap of faith, but I, now there's so many people that I've come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, well, I'm from Calgary. I read romance. And so now I'm like, I have so many new friends. (laughs) So it's amazing. (laughs) 
It is wonderful. And um, Shannon, I will get to you in a minute to ask your favorite part of the bookstore. But there's this thing of, you know, really supporting one another and, you know, feeling like you have common ground with other people and, you know, being able to talk about what you love and what you're passionate about. And like, who else are you going to be like, oh, yeah, I love Dice Planet Barbarians. Who else are you like, who are you going to meet in the street and talk about Blue Aliens <laughs> with? Like, who, exactly. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that, you know, with no. the, with a, a nor- like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's well, hard to even, find. Exactly. And like, even with people who I know, maybe not as like in my close friends circle, but like, I wouldn't go up to them and be like, hey, do you read the, do you read yeah. the yeah, and, and that, but now that people know that I, the bookstore exists, they're like, well, I'm reading Den of Vipers, and I'm like, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, I can talk to you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we're, we'll chat about this later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Shannon, your favorite um, part of the story? Oh, that's. I feel like my favorite part is still to come. I feel like there's there's so much that we can do in the future, which I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. But I think that my favorite part was, was honestly just like knowing that Nicola was so passionate about it, that, that there's no way it could fail. Like, cause I always had doubts, like going into other adventures, like thinking about, you know, again, doing it by myself being like, oh man, like it's all on me. But like, as long as I can manage the cash flow, Nicola can go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, shoot for the moon kind of thing. And it's yeah. kind of what's happened, which has been really nice to mm-hmm. see. Yes. It yeah, does seem mind- like a nice dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There was no, in my mind, there was no option for failure. I mean, who knows? It it could still happen, but it it will be a fun, wild adventure. And I think that's the the thing. We're both prepared to lose everything we've put into it just because, you know, it's, it's going to be such a unique story to tell people years from now. (laughs) And like, if it is successful, amazing. If it's not like we tried and we lived once, right. We did it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I think with every business venture, there's always an element of risk to it. And I think most people who take that leap and set up their own business, whatever it is, especially something creative, you get into it because you love it. And you're like, hey, if this doesn't make us a lot of money, at least we're enjoying ourselves and we're here for the ride. You tell us about supportive partners and family and friends. What were their reactions when you guys were like, we've bought a building? And yeah. uh, we're uh, <laughs> we're opening a store. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think I think my boyfriend was very more excited than I was. He was actually the one that told me he's like, well, why don't you just call Shannon and get her to do this with you? Mm-hmm. So he was, and so then even after the the initial shock shock <laughs> viewing viewing the place and then debating like, should we sign a leaf? Should we do this? He's like, mm-hmm. do it, do it. And so mm-hmm. yeah, if it, he was just cheering me on. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah, my yeah, my husband. I mean, I don't think really knows what what we're doing still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, like he's very supportive for sure, and I just like I think he's still just like, what what is this? <laughs> what is this? What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't read the books, but he's definitely supportive of what we're doing, and yeah, <laughs> sees how how we're yeah making it making ourselves happy doing it. So. Yeah, <laughs> is it better doing it with your sisters? I think so. I think so. I don't think I could imagine doing this with anyone else. Right. Because I mean, I think it's just so nice because we we can say exactly what's on Mm. our mind without the fear of, you know, feeling like we're, I mean, yes, we might hurt each other's feelings, (laughs) but then we can apologize and then, but that's, we've grown up that way. Um, I think there's pros and cons for sure. But in my, my idea, that's the Mm. biggest pro because I, 
couldn't imagine doing this. And I, I mean, the, the amount of times that we've disagreed on something that would have mm. completely like ruined other, I feel like business yeah. relationships potentially. Mm. I always say at the end of the day, we have to love each other. So yeah, like we might argue a lot, but yeah. then we just have to like, but it comes it down to it. Like we know that our relationship want, yeah is yeah. more important at the end of the day and so we will always find a compromise in the middle in the middle <laughs> in more the middle. on your side <laughs> yes <laughs> my, were, my <laughs> were you guys always close growing up oh my god no you fought so much yeah <laughs> but I think like close but but close but, and then fought yeah I think right? it's I think it really took us until we were adults to understand like to view each other as like our own people, like, mm. versus, you know, growing up in the same household, yeah. being teenagers and all that stuff. And then it took us like, you know, moving away, going to separate schools and then coming back together mm. and then being kind of almost reintroduced to each mm. other. As, you know, this is who we are mm-hmm. and becoming friends with knowing who we are now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been super helpful. Yeah. 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 Yes. Not too long ago. Not too long. I mean, it's like- been, Seven, eight years, eight years, <laughs> eight years of us being I mean, on the same fight, page. but I don't punch her anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like chase me around with a sledgehammer. Oh my God. <laughs> Shut it. It happened. <laughs> we'll save that story for, uh, yeah. for another time, but that sounds very interesting. Yeah. We'll be waiting a long time because it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for the store, Slowburn Books, you guys really have set out to make sure that you're including a lot of diversity in the titles and the books that you're stocking, whether that is the stories that are being told or whether that is the authors. Um, how important was that to you? It was really important because honestly, I feel like um, one thing that is always on the forefront of the romance genre is, you know, lack of diversity, Mm. uh, lack of representation and um, just inclusion of groups. So we wanted to make sure that this was a safe space for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, because we're not the experts in every field of this. So it was reaching out to others in the book talk community and getting their opinions on certain titles and things that we should bring in. And even right now too, like we have on our website and add to our TBR form. So if people come in and they're looking for a specific title or an author that they, that they don't see in our store, they can recommend it. And we'll look to see if we can bring that in. Mm-hmm. So it's a constant, like it's always evolving, but we really like, we're here to make people happy and feel and, comfortable. And feel comfortable. Yeah. So we want to like bring in everything that will, uh, everything that will fit in a 200 square foot store. <laughs> yeah. store. <laughs> yeah. It just means people need to buy the books. Like people well, just exactly. need to come in and buy exactly. them and then you guys will get more books in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely, definitely not complaining. We would, we would love to keep our shelves full, but yes. they seem to be things move over quickly and then they do the turnovers quite quick right now at least which is good and it means we can bring more in so yeah yeah but yeah no that was, a, that was a huge piece for us is yeah. making sure that it is um you know diverse how does that work like with do you guys have to do every week like you have to check how many books you still have and then order more books it must be so much work it is. It's a lot more than I thought for sure. Um, like for example, uh, we have order cutoff times for certain warehouses. And so a Sunday is a big order cutoff time. So I usually try and get the order in on Saturday night. So our store closes at 6 PM on Saturday night. And I will spend probably from like seven until midnight reordering. Um, just, you know, verifying what was sold, um, bringing in those plus what I think will be 
upcoming upcoming titles and then going to like the form like I said add to our TBR form seeing what new selections have been put in and then seeing one because not every not every author or title is available for us to order so I have to verify that is something I can order Mm -hmm. and then seeing if it is something that we can bring in at the moment or maybe a future date so it's a lot of back and forth Mm -hmm. I think it will slowly calm down um but yeah we built up our inventory a little bit more now so that's helpful because then we don't have to reorder every yes. week although right now we still are it's just like to a lesser extent yes yeah exactly like, i mean this week is only 18 boxes of books. only 18 boxes last week was 24 boxes i think next week will be nine okay <laughs> that's optimistic <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Actually, when, it was, when i say it was 24 boxes it was 24 it was actually 34 boxes because we had a few show up at different times you guys can't see shannon's face right now but i can see i can see the the mental arithmetic popping out on my forehead (laughs) she has that thing (laughs) one thing that i love so much about you guys and your store is that you make a conscious effort to stock indie authors uh as an indie author myself that's incredible i think it's amazing um and not all bookstores are the same. Mm-hmm. What are you guys' opinion on indie versus trad as a book seller? Mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, like I, my original idea was to make it like a almost a an exclusively, exclusively indie author bookstore, but I did realize that you know you do have to have the some of the other traditional published authors in the store as almost like the hooks to yeah. get other people in that being said like they're still incredible like I'm at the point now where like I'm, I'm glad that it's both because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to discriminate whether someone decided to go traditional versus indie yeah. but I think indie authors will always hold a special place in my heart because they're just the books that I have like read and the stories that they like tell are just so yeah I'm I love it and for me I think having some trad in the store is really helpful in terms of a profit margin perspective yeah because of the discounts um that we purchase at so indie can set their own price and the discounts are a little bit different so for us because the overhead shrinks like um not slightly significantly with shipping it's nice to have some some traditional authors in there to sort of offset the, the cost of indie mm-hmm. yeah say. yeah because that's the thing too like um we like she said indie authors can set their own discounts um and that's great and honestly if it's a very popular title we want to matter it doesn't matter yeah. like we want to bring it in because it's something that people want my favorite comment when come to the door like I have seen these books in physical form before mm-hmm. like I haven't seen any of these books um on the shelves because we can't yeah. find them at the the chain bookstores here mm-hmm. um so I think that's for me that is really special mm-hmm. and it's having that mix for people everyone everyone coming in finding what they want yeah well I think you know I as an indie author, I published my first title in 2019 and, and the indie space has changed so much in the yeah. years since, you know, there's been so much, even from the platforms that we sell on, you know, whether it's Amazon or Ingram Spark or, or whatever you're using, we have so many more options now. And honestly, like to some extent, you can't always tell if a book is indie or trad just by holding it in your hands. Like yeah. If yeah. you're like as an indie author, I'd be able to tell because there's yeah. certain things that you can see, and I'm sure you guys too. Yeah. Um, but someone once said to me, "There's no difference between indie and trad authors. Indie authors are just the ones who didn't get a publishing deal, mm-hmm. or well, the exactly. ones who chose not to go that route. It well, doesn't mean say, that their yeah. stories are any better or worse." 
Exactly. And that's going to say, it's honestly very common now for people just to be like, why I'm just going to go do it myself. Like I'll just do the, uh, the indie author route because it's a lot of work to do traditional author. And then you're selling almost like everything. And, and a lot of control in terms yeah. of artistic choices and marketing and things like that. Yeah. So I and I know for- a lot of traditional authors as well who have a readership who aren't contracted for their next book and go hey I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one myself because I'm actually gonna make more money and then I keep the control and everything to myself so exactly well actually we were speaking with the author the other day and she had like a traditionally published book and then um I'm not sure the term but it came up like the contract was like ending and she pulled it and turned it into an indie Mm -hmm. title because she's like I'd make more money this way Mm -hmm. and have more control so I think um I think a lot of people are realizing that too. Like it is, yeah, it's the same, same quality of writing. It's not like any different from trad to indie. It's just the, the choice they make. the choice that you yeah. make to, you know, how you get your story out there and your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, like all authors start out the same way. We all start out writing on our computers. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, all, they were all word documents at one <laughs> point. Yes, like exactly. how you end up reading it in the end right? doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we finish this up, and you guys have been amazing taking time out of your day on your, you know, your lunch break. These girls are so busy. Um, (laughs) I wanted to ask you guys a little bit about how important reading is to you or to your community and, you know, to young people growing up in the age of, you know, technology and everything. Everything seems so much easier than picking up a book. Mm. And I feel like women are often made to feel like reading isn't a hobby, you know, you hear a lot of like guys are like oh yeah I go fishing or I play football or I do this and it's like very active hobbies and you know if a woman's like what's your hobby she's like oh yeah I like to read like it's a hobby be proud of reading being your hobby Um, how important is reading and the continuation of that um for you guys well I mean I think for me it's just it's completely changed my life and I think that reading in general is something I try and you know, and I try to make people feel, you know, whether you read one book a year or whether you read like 300 books a year, mm. I think if you're still giving time into, you know, trying something like that, mm. I think it's incredible. And yeah. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I think, and also I, even though we own a physical bookstore, we're selling physical books, like any way that you consume reading, I think is valid. Like whether it is you know, an audio book, whether it's on your Kindle or Kobo or on a physical copy, like I think we're here to support reading. So yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. and it's really just, that's, it's as simple as that for me. I also Mm -hmm. feel like my libraries haven't like disappeared, right? Like people love physical print. They love physical books. Like I used to go to the library every summer and take a bunch of books out and go to the beach and just same, right? Like I just, I don't know. I just don't know any other way. (laughs) And I really hope that, I mean, that younger people find that love of reading too, because I know it's so easy when you're growing up with all the technology that we never had when we were growing up mm-hmm. yeah. to prioritize something that's like instant gratification versus mm-hmm. like, let's say a slow burn book. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like it's just like, there's a payoff. And I think reading people hopefully can find that. And I just like, I think it's important. Yeah. And I'll say too, like we've had a few parents come into the store and they'll say, you know, cause we do have a young adult section too. And they're like, can you get my, my kid into reading again? And I was like, <laughs> I will find you a good yes. one, like young adult book. And, yeah. and they're just so excited. Cause I think they, they want to see that yeah. like passion ignite. Again. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I love that. So if anyone is wanting to buy through you guys, because you do offer online uh, shopping as well, correct? Eventually we will. Eventually. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, I, I don't think we realize how demanding the in-store physical <laughs> aspect of this would be. So we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll launch uh, online like a week after we open. We're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we need a little bit more time, but that is the idea. We will be doing online shopping eventually yes. when we set that up. Yeah. And our website is our website is slowburnbooksyyc.ca. Uh, our TikTok is slowburnbooksyyc. And our Instagram is slightly different because they don't let you put burn books next to each other. So um, it's slowburn.booksyyc. And all of those links will be in the description of this episode as well. So you guys can check that out if you want to. Yes, perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. This is great. You guys have been amazing. Like I just love sitting down and chatting books, but I want to see you guys succeed. Honestly, if anyone is listening to this and you guys are in Calgary, go check them out. If you don't want to buy any books, just give a like and a follow or a share. Someone else will. Uh, Costs nothing, takes no time. And uh, these girls deserve it because you guys are working so hard. Thank Thank you you. so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys for taking the time to sit down and chat.